What is going on? Jesse here from Just Say It. This is late getting out because, uh, interesting story here. I was about to film episode 21, and then my mother ended up in the ER. So we were there from what? 12 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the morning last night. So this is getting out late. I apologize. <laughs> Funny story from the ER. So when you go to the any doctor's office, you're supposed to pee in a cup. And my mother's uh, 69 years old. So instead of peeing in the cup, she takes the cup sample, holds it above her head, and pees in the toilet. So and then it took four more tries, so they had to use a catheter. So we were there an extra three hours just because she peed in the toilet instead of peeing in the cup. So that was my night yesterday. So this is why this episode is out late. I don't believe we've ever not have an episode on Monday. So you're gonna be getting this late Tuesday night. So let's talk about episode 21, best AG bar none. Obviously, referring to today on the hill, uh, it was supposed to be William Barr talking, but it turned into him getting scolded by the Democrats. Are you surprised by that? I'm sure you're not, but instead of talking about it, why don't we just get into it? So let's get into episode 21, best AG bar none. Here we go. Let's lead with now. I tried looking for highlights. Um, I watched about it was long. Uh, what I was gonna do is because I missed the first part, so I was just gonna wait and then watch the whole thing later. But then I turned on Fox News around one ish, two o'clock, and it was still on. I'm like, how is this still going on? And then I just watched the rest of it, and I was like, this is forever. Let's get into it. Fox News article. Bar spars with Dems on Trump ties. Riots and a fiery House hearing. Barr has defended his independence from President Trump amid accusations from Democrats. Attorney General Bill Barr clashed with Democrats on the House Commit Judiciary Committee Tuesday over accusations that he is carrying out the President Trump's bidding. As he appeared for a long-awaited hearing where tensions also flared over protests, riots following George Floyd's death in police custody. The hearing originally scheduled for 10 a.m. local time was delayed after Chairman Rep. Nadler got into a car accident, allegedly. Nadler did not suffer any injuries. Once he once the hearing, which lasted until mid-afternoon, Nadler did not hesitate to express his scorn for Barr in the Justice Department. Thank you for being here, Mr. Barr, Nadler said with a note of sarcasm, pointing out that this was the Attorney General's first time appearing before the committee. The chairman went on to claim that Barr and his department have downplayed the effects of systematic racism in the wake of George Floyd's death and ongoing protests. Well, can they show cases of systematic racism because i like to see them addressing the department's approach to the cases related to the russia probe nadler summed up the doj's attitude by claiming that the president's enemies will be punished 
will be punished. His friends will be protected no matter the cause. And saying that the DOJ's actions have caused real damage to our democratic norms. Basically, they're saying William Barr is Trump's guy, allegedly, and he's using the DOJ to carry out Trump's bidding. Funny, another case of projection by the Democrats, because Adam Schiff, uh, the security intelligence guy, okay, him having uh, access to security files is extremely dangerous considering he leaks every single thing um they use every they use the fbi they use the cia what organization didn't they use they use congress they use the senate uh fake Ro- phony romney what political thing don't they use against trump so they're really just they're going after Barr for what they do on a daily basis every single every single government organization they use as a weapon against trump so it's ironic and critical for him to say that about Barr. In your time at the department, you have aided and abetted the worst fallings of the worst failings of the president, Naller said. Ranking member Rep. Jim Jordan, one of the only good guys we have on our side, Republican from Ohio, fire, he used to wrestle, fired back in his opening that the Democrats' hostility towards Barr is based on one thing, spying. Jordan said that the Democrats took exception to Barr accusing the Obama administration of spying on the Trump campaign, which he did, and Trump was right once again. Despite evidence that has come out revealing flaws in the FBI's process in acquiring a warrant to monitor the former Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page, who Sui now also pointed out to evidence that the FBI engaged in questionable tactics investigating Michael Flynn, whose criminal case against the DOJ requested to be dismissed at another point in the hearing Barr affirmed earlier reporting that his appointed u.s attorney attorney john bash of the western district of texas to investigate the practice of unmasking americans who have had conversations with foreign officials jordan then addressed the ongoing unrest in the u.s showing a lengthy montage of media clips that began with reporters calling the incidents peaceful protests and then going into a string of clips of violence and fires in various parts of the country, right? It's the same thing that uh, Kaylee McEnany did. Expose them because they keep saying, uh, we're going to get into a video also of Nadler that went viral on the internet. They keep saying that it's not true, that they're just peaceful. I guess shooting firecrackers at police are peaceful. I guess making homemade bombs is peaceful i guess setting things ablaze is peaceful i guess throwing yourself in front of uh cop cars is peaceful pulling out guns and threatening civilians with guns that one guy who said over the weekend oh these uh these people on the other side are too much uh chickens to do anything about it next thing you know he pulls a gun and gets shot funny how that works um what else they're twerking in front of police officers that one girl is spread eagle naked in front of i mean they're just so peaceful they're just such law-abiding citizens so Barr speaking next with his opening remarks did not shy away from democrats accusations against him he insisted that he acts independently from the president and that his goal is to make sure everyone is treated equally under the law he emphatically stated that trump has not attempted to interfere in decisions regarding the handling of criminal matters while we know for 100 percent sure the democrats have interfered with everything oh trump, remember uh page to struck oh trump's not gonna win right right he's not gonna win right is he no he's not we'll stop him are you kidding they're talking about a guy running for president of the united states 
any if a Republican did that, they would be hung in the town square. They would be called every name under the book. But when the Democrats do it, it's business as usual. Eh, that's it. Business as usual. Too many Republicans don't have a backbone. You know why? Because a lot of the Republicans are in bed with the Democrats. They're all one and the same. There's only a select few patriots that actually care about America. And it's sick, it's tired, and it's boring. On the contrary, he has told me from the start, this is Barr speaking to Trump, that he expects me to exercise my independent judgment to make whatever call I think is right, he continued. This is precisely what I've done. Barr also went on to address the racial tension following Floyd's death. While acknowledging the, the tra tragedy, he defended the criminal justice system by arguing that in the past 50 years, progress has been made and that any racism on the part of an individual officer is not due to some deep-seated racism. No kidding. Oh, so if one, person's, if one person's a Nazi, everyone's a Nazi. On that same token, then, if there's one bad black guy, all of them are bad, right? See, they, they want to apply these rules to you, but not to them. This is how they act, and this is how they shut up conversation. And if you watch this thing, they sh why do, why do, anytime you get into an argument with a liberal, why do they speak over you? Why do they cut you off? Why don't they let you speak? Because they don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to hear facts. They want to talk over you and act on emotion. Because emotion isn't justified. And emotion doesn't have to be explained because that's how I feel and you can't do anything about it. Well, that's not reality, buddy. It's not reality. Wake up. Enough is enough. He noted that police officers today are far more diverse than ever before. No kidding. I remember reading or hearing that uh, when it comes to the Border Patrol, like almost 43% or some 40% number are minorities. They're either Hispanic or Asian, whatever. Most, A lot of cops are black and mixed. So I don't know what they're getting at. And it's a story. It's a story only when a black guy dies. When a cop kills a white guy, nobody bats an eye. And when a cop kills a black guy that can't be used for political gain, also nobody cares, right? It's only an election year. We talked about this in one of our other episodes. Al Sharpton shows up when the TV cameras are there. Other than that, where's Al Sharpton? Why doesn't Al Sharpton go to Chicago? Oh, that's right, because he can't make a buck off it. Okay, okay. We we see the game and everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. They use these people. I don't hear anyone defending that poor one-year-old black baby. I don't hear anyone defending from the left that black guy that was a Trump supporter and a supporter of God with those signs. He got shot in broad daylight. No one cares. Oh, because they can't use him for something. Oh, I see how it is. So Fox News continues here. The attorney general responded by recent calls to defund the police as grossly irresponsible, right? We constantly say, how are you going to get better cops if you put less money into policing? How are you going to get better cops if you vilify the police? You're only going to get worse people doing the job because the good people aren't going to want to go through the hell. Barr also spoke out against violent rioters and anarchists that have said to hype he said hijacked legitimate protest specifically mentioning the ongoing unrest in portland or seattle or new york the trump admin has been blasted in the media for sending federal officers in to quell the unrest 
but Barr defended the effort, arguing that these are not peaceful protests. No kidding, but an assault on the government in the United States and our statue in our American history. He described the weapons that some demonstrators have used and noted that federal courthouse has been under siege. Yeah, this has been going on for 60 days. If they're not going to protect, if that state is not going to protect their own citizens, how long? See, this is a lose-lose for Trump. If he lets it go on, what happened, Trump? You didn't jump in and save the people in the United States. And if he does help out, what happened, Trump? You overstepped. They're using Americans as pawns. They're using the people as pawns in their little game. It is sick. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. And if you don't see it by now, I don't know when you're going to see it. You're never going to see it. If you don't see it by now, and if you don't watch that hearing and the way they talk to William Barr, the way they talk to that guy, if you vote Democrat, I don't know what to tell you after seeing the way they treat Trump, the way they treat William Barr, the way they treat Kavanaugh. How are they going to treat you? That's what they do to high-ranking Republicans. What do you think they do to you, to average Joe? They lock you up and throw away the key. It's a different set of rules for them. And everybody's tired of it. What are you going to do about it, America? What are you going to do about it? The tension only escalated once the questioning began. No kidding. It was over the top. And there was really no escalating by bar. He just practically sat there and took a beating and didn't get to say a word. Because every time he would say anything, oh, it's my time. It's my time. Like a little toddler in the corner. Oh, it's my doll. It's my doll, not yours. Like these people are sick. They are petulant children. The tension only escalated once the questioning began, with Nadler implying that Barr was using federal forces responding to unrest to provide material to aid Trump's campaign. Right. What is he supposed to do? Let him rip up federal property? Because then if he does that, oh, you let him rip up federal property. There's no winning. They're trying to pigeonhole him so he can't win. When asked if his if he discussed this with the campaign, Trump with Trump, Barr answered sharply, stating, I'm a member of the cabinet and there's an election going on. Obviously, the topic comes up. Duh. Adding that it shouldn't be a surprise. No kidding. They're asking him a question they know the answer to, trying to set him up to say some on record that, see, see, he's a he's a shill for Trump. He's a shill for Trump. Nadler later accused Barr of using federal forces to provide Trump with footage for campaign ads. He can't he can't have footage. If it didn't exist, right? If Trump, if there isn't pro protest that's going beyond the bounds of peaceful protesting, how can Trump make a video? If it didn't exist, Trump wouldn't have anything to make a video of. You're proving Trump's point. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Trump only has video because you're giving him video and you're stoking it. What do you want him to do? Not call it out? Naller overspoke Barr, which he did the whole time. Later in the hearing, Barr got an opportunity to explain federal activities in Portland. Federal courts are under attack. Since when was it okay to burn down a federal court? Right? We're living in the twilight zone, living in the twilight zone. He said, if someone went down the street 
to Pretty Man Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial grade fireworks in to start a fire. Throw kerosene balloons in to start fires in the court. Is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the US Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we're doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We are not looking for trouble. No kidding, they're bringing the fight to them. Do you think they want to step in? No, they don't want to. They want the states to handle the problems. Just like when cops receive a call, do you think cops want to go handle some guy at Wendy's who's drunk? No, they're doing what they signed up for, what they have to do. They're not out seeking this stuff. Trump is not out seeking, let's see what state we're going to destroy next, guys. I hate America. Trump wears American flag pins. Trump's always pro-America. It is the psycho radical libs that hate America. Have you heard one single lib condemn the stat what's going on with the statues or in America? You heard Ma Nancy Pelosi. We plays we played it. Oh, I really don't care about statues. They can do whatever. They don't mean anything to me. <laughs> Such la di da, la di -da. America's burning. Oh, la di da. Oh. She doesn't care about anything but herself. Her city in San Francisco is a dump. And what does she do? She lives behind a fence and all these people with their with the poop maps and the heroin needles and everything else. She doesn't care. Ten cities, uh, I don't care. Does it affect me? Until it does. What, make, what makes me concerned for the country is that this is the first time in my memory that leaders of one of the our great political parties... The Democratic Party are not coming out and condemning mob violence. And in the attack on the federal courts, Barr said, why can't we just say, you know, violence against federal courts has to stop? Could we hear something like that? No, we're not, because it's the Republicans pro-America right now versus the Democrats anti-America. There is no two American parties. There's one American party currently, and then there's anti-American. That's it. There are no two American parties anymore. Here we go. We have Jim Jordan stepping in to defend Barr because the whole time all they did was not let it. They would ask him a question and then when he goes uh, to answer it right away, shh, shh, I, I reserve to take my time. Like, let the what's the point of him being there if you're not going to let him talk? Oh, he's only there so you can whip him and you can push your agenda. That's all it was. So here's Jim Jordan uh, defending William Barr. For months you have tried to get the attorney to come, William Barr. Jordan told Nadler, he's here. Why don't you let him speak? Why don't you let him answer the questions? Jordan continued, if you want the attorney general to come, at least let him answer the accusations made against him. Time after time, you refuse to let the attorney general answer the question posed him. And they kept going after him. And it was quite frankly, disgusting. Um, from what I saw, I didn't see William Barr say anything wrong. He got annoyed because he wasn't allowed to answer, but what he basically did, and I said this on Twitter, he let, if you want to let, if you want to win an argument versus a Democrat, what do you do? You just let them talk because they will win the, they will give you the win on their own because the moment they talk, they sound like the idiot that they are. And you don't need to say anything. And that's pretty much what William Barr did the whole time. So let's get into this article, which basically ties in to uh, Nadler. This is a Gateway Pundit article. So top Democrat Jerry Nadler, the one who was uh, grilling A.G. Barr today. 
asked to disavow, was asked by a guy to disavow the leftist Antifa violence. He replied, that is a myth. So if you haven't seen it yet, this is a video going viral on the internet. So let's play that video for you right now. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? There's that, that's, riots. That, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, there's, there's videos everywhere Jersey. online. There's fires and riots. There's th they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Wow, so... So there he is walking away. He said it's a myth. It's obviously not a myth. Apparently he thinks you guys are stupid. So that's the video going viral all over the internet. So what do you think of if you saw the whole, it was like a five hour deal today on AG Bar. What do you think of it? What do you think of how Barr responded? And what do you think of the Democrats and the way they treated him? It was pretty disgusting in my opinion. So the rest of these articles are all going to go into COVID-19 because it is back in the news. Well, it hasn't left the news, but there is a video of a couple of doctors that went to the Hill and it caused a stir up. But let's get into this first, this article here by Breitbart. So what do we got? One, two, three, four four articles here that are all going to be related to COVID. So let's get into it. Breitbart article. Watch. Doctor dispels uh, COVID-19 fears. 99.8% of people get through this and with little to no progressive or significant disease. Dr. Dan Erickson, owner of Accelerated Urgent Care, spoke at Monday's White Coat Summit on Capitol Hill as a part of the greater effort to extinguish fears surrounding the Chinese COVID-19 and reminded the public that 99.8% of people get through this with little to no progressive significant disease. Here we go. A case is a person, healthy and tested positive. The vast majority, the, but the public hears case and thinks, oh my goodness, these are sick people. No, the vast majority, 99.8% of the people get through this with little to no signs of disease. The focus should not center on cases. No kidding. We've been saying this again and again. The reason they're not using death numbers and instead using case numbers because you can call anything a case. And half the cases are false positives because they're already immune to it. And half the time you've seen they're saying someone was positive when they signed up to take the test. And they ended up leaving the line and went home and they said, oh, you're positive. Well, I never took the test. How am I positive? Well, because so the focus should not center on cases he continued rather than the narrative should focus on hospitalizations and deaths yep that are apparently coded on the death certificate he said stressing appropriately coded because like we reported the 25 percent um deaths that aren't real covid deaths that stephen crowder brought up so basically 25 percent of the deaths that were in colorado they did a study were not caused by covid they died with covid but they counted them as a covid death anyway why is that because hospitals get more kickback from the government if they treat covid patients so obviously they have an incentive to list anyone that 
tested positive with COVID as a COVID death if they happen to die. So this is the first time I've seen quarantining, quarant, the quarantining of healthy people. He continued, I don't know if you guys think that it's normal. I find it very strange. While he said it was good that the U.S. was prepared for worse, Erickson, Erickson said we must be realistic with the response. No kidding. Who showed up? Most of the patients that were showing up were mildly, had very mild illness. He said, adding that he wanted to come out and give the reality to the situation on the ground and sort of help dispel some of the fear people have had, right? The virus is so deadly, you have to get tested to know you have it. I mean, what else can you say other than that? Erickson also addressed the mass lockdowns across the country, explaining that they were very successful, but in the wrong metrics. He said, was the lockdown successful? Yes, I say very successful. Successful in things like this. Anxiety hotline calls up 1000%. Child abuse, both sexual and non, up. Financially, emotional stress, suicide, alcohol, 150,000 Americans a month not receiving cancer screening. It's been effective, all right, in all the wrong metrics and in all the areas we didn't want it to be effective. Delay in medical care. We talked about that. Orthopedics, non-essentials, suicide calls up 600%. Suicide calls, we heard other doctors mention this. So was the lockdown effective? If that's the effect you were going for, then yes. But I was trying to flatten the curve, but it had these secondary consequences that I think are devastating. People are staying indoors, no exercising, as you mentioned, and no vitamin D from the sun. I'm watching people in their Prius by themselves driving with a mask on. There's no sense to it, he added. It's fear. And it's fear-mongering, and that's what the Democrats do best. That's what they live for. That's basically all CNN and MSNBC is. That's all they got. That's all they got. And this isn't surprising. It's time. The first, we've said this thousands of times. The first 15 days is understandable. The next 45 days of flatten the curve was understandable you didn't want the hospitals to be overrun that makes sense and they didn't know right off the bat what we were dealing with because of china hiding information but now that we know what we're dealing with there's no reason to be over the top with the lockdown especially when there's fake death numbers fake positive numbers none of the information we're presented with half of it is not even true it's all overblown. It's dangerous and it's outrageous. And they want us to shut up and obey when they can do whatever they want with your grandmother, uh, mother, whatever have you in nursing homes, sent- sentence them to die. But no, you need to stay home. You need to shut up and obey. And all the rioters and looters can do whatever the heck they want. But if you want to pray, if you want to sing in church, if you want to go to the gym and work out, sorry, sir, not for you. Not allowed. Shut up. Stay inside until November 3rd. And they don't even want you out November 3rd. They'll wait till the election's over and then do whatever you want, right? Funny how that works. So let's get into another article here that ties into COVID. So here we go. More police state tactics here. An article from the Gateway Pundit. Miami police sets up mass traps. Issue $100 fines for wearing a mask improperly. So not only are they going to come after you now for not wearing a mask, if you wear it a little bit wrong, 
eh, here's a hundred dollar fine. Where does it end? Oh, it doesn't. So here we go. No one is safe from Miami, Miami's new $100 mask fine. Not even people wearing masks, said the Miami Herald headline. Two weeks ago, officials in Miami-Dade County announced it would start issuing $100 fines for people for not wearing masks in public. But as usual, the over-the-top edict has not has been misapplied with Florida media outlets jammed with reports of people being fined for wearing masks, not only for not wearing them, for wearing them improperly, dropping the mask to eat or drink or taking it off what's safely outside a store. On July 17th, Jonah Gianni said she had just finished shopping at a Publix in North Miami Beach and was walking back to her car when she took off the face mask. She said she had worn inside the store. Almost immediately, a police officer came up to her and told her she was getting a ticket for not wearing a mask. Wow, desperate for money much? In a public space, the Herald reported, despite showing the officer she had a mask in her hand, Gianni still got the citation. She says it felt like a setup to catch shoppers after they followed the rules where it really mattered inside the store. The parking lot was nearly empty, she said, and no one was around her when she took the mask off. Dean Gonzalez said he was wearing his face mask. This is another case. Dean Gonzalez said he was wearing a face mask when he stopped at North Miami Beach supermarket, but he received a $110 citation anyway. He said there were police officers who were not wearing their uniforms. Oh, so not only are they not, are they doing this in cop uniforms? They're doing this in civilian clothing to make it even easier to catch these people. This is, this is insane. This is totally out of bounds. Waiting for people outside, Gonzalez recorded a video of this interaction with police officers. It was like a trap, Gonzalez said. It was a mask trap. Gonzalez said that as he was walking to police officers, the face mask he was wearing moved down a little bit and exposed his nose. That was enough for the officer to threaten Gonzalez with arrest. You have to wear it properly, the officer stated. If you're not wearing it properly, it's not you're not wearing it at all. Gonzalez was furious. Use a little more common sense than ticketing people with masks on their actual face. They're overstepping their boundaries and... It's getting to the point where the cops are turning to useful idiots for the police chiefs and these governors. They're overstepping. When is it when is following when does it get to the point where you say no to following orders and you start doing what's right? I mean, this sounds like a power trip and they need to be held accountable. They need to be held in check. So let's get in. Let's talk about a little bit about Mr. Fauci, and then we're going to get into the viral video that happened yesterday about hydroxychloroquine. So I posted this on our Facebook page, and I'm just going to read it to you. So it, this says, because we just found out a little bit more about Anthony Fauci, so let's get into this. I'm not a, cons so I go on to say, I'm not a conspiracy nut, but uh, not only was taking a cover for in style magazine tasteless as you can see here plus he had no mask like we covered in a previous show then this bum dr fauci fraudy throws out the first pitch which was also tasteless but look was what exposed on the internet 
Now, I didn't even think to look at this because I was so upset that this guy had the nerve to throw out the first pitch and put the spotlight on himself when people are, all these people are dying, right? But then he's going to throw out the first pitch to a baseball game. A little bit tasteless, just a little bit. Then what is the number on his jersey? What is the number on his baseball jersey? 19. For what? COVID-19? Are you kidding me? What type of person would do such a thing? What type of person would do such a thing? I mean, it's, it's, he's spitting right in your face. What else do you need to say? And you trust this guy? You trust this guy with decisions about people's health and what we should or not do when this guy's taking magazine, taking photo ops for magazines, throwing out the first pitch to a baseball game, another photo op, and he's got the stones to wear a COVID-19 jersey in front of your face when people are dying? You're going to trust this guy? Okay, and if that isn't enough, I'm going to read the WikiLeaks email that I constantly talk about on the show. Here it is. So Fauci wrote a letter to Cheryl Mills, who I guess was secretary for Hillary Clinton. And this is an email that was exposed by WikiLeaks of Dr. Fauci talking about Hillary Clinton. And I'm going to read this. And I want you to know, I want you to determine whether or not you think he likes Hillary Clinton or whose side he's on. Listen to this. Cheryl. Anyone who had any doubts about the Secretary Stanima, a.k.a. Hillary Clinton, and capability following her illness had those doubts washed away by today's performance before the Senate and the House. Because remember when she did like 12 hours before the House? I believe it was for Benghazi or for the emails. One or the other. Either way. She faced extremely difficult circumstances circumstances at the hearings and still she hit it right out of the park please tell her that we all love her and we're very proud to know her warm regards tony i mean if he's not bending the knee to the clintons and kissing their behinds i don't know what to tell you i don't know what other way to see that email could you gravel could you grovel a little bit more i mean that's borderline pathetic but then again, so is the magazine cover, and so is wearing a COVID-19 jersey number when people are dying. So if you want to trust this guy, go right ahead. That's, that's your prerogative. I'm just prevent, uh, providing you information. It's up to you to be like, hey, what should I do with it? That's on you. So this ties into this article. Let's get into this article. Another Gateway Pundit article. They're one of my favorite news sources. So this video is going viral all over the internet. So brave frontline COVID-19 doctor calls out fake news, challenges CNN Chris Cuomo to take a urine test to prove he isn't taking hydroxychloroquine. Now, I'm not going to play the video because it's a little long and a little over the place, but I'll read you the article. So Dr. Stella says, how many Americans died of COVID-19 because the Democrats and media complex lied about hydroxychloroquine because Trump touted it. And because then they don't get to sell you a vaccine, right? They don't get to sell you a new vaccine. Who's got money invested in that? That would be interesting to know. Oh, why would we give them a, a proven drug that we've been using for years? Why not create a new drug, spend a bunch of money doing that, and then make a bunch of, bunch of money selling it to people? Where's the fun in just giving them a drug that already has been proven over God knows how many years? And especially if Trump said it works, then it definitely doesn't. 
If Trump had the cure for cancer, they'd say, nope, don't give it to him. Let him die. So frontline doctors across the U.S. held a white coat summit on Monday in Washington, D.C. to dispel the misinformation and myths surrounding COVID-19. The fake news media, including CNN, NBC, CBS, and WAPO, and the New York Times all waged war on hydroxychloroquine just because Trump touted the anti-malaria drug as an effective treatment for COVID-19. Dr. Stella Emanuel said on Monday that she has personally treated over 350 patients with COVID-19 with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zithromax, and they have all recovered. The doctor also disclosed that she put herself and her staff on hydroxy as well. Dr. Emanuel challenged CNN's Chris Cuomo and Fauci to take a urine test, urine test to prove they're not taking hydroxychloroquine. Because why would they not give it or suggest it to the people in the United States, but they'd be on it themselves? That'd be um, like, oh, this could save my life, but I'm not going to offer that to you. Why would they do such a thing? I really hope they wouldn't test positive for it because that would be uh, make them look worse than they already do. So Dr. Stella Emanuel spoke about how she has successfully treated COVID-19 patients. Americans don't have to die, she yelled. America, there is a cure for COVID, she yelled. You don't need a mask, there is a cure. So article says, God bless the woman for speaking the truth. And by the way, YouTube took the video down. Facebook took the video down. Twitter took the video down. Why is that? Why is that? Why is there only one narrative that it doesn't work? What about the other side? Oh, you're just supposed to shut up and do whatever they say without any other information that may conflict it? Why can't we hear both sides and then make the determination for ourselves? Nope, it's do as I say or else. Or else. Just like that transgender uh, book we covered. Someone, uh, a lady was trying to advertise her book on Amazon, exposing people pushing transgender uh, ideals on little kids. But they can promote transgender all the time uh, with kids. They can force uh, changing your sex down kids' throats. But if you have an opposing view, mm, it's not allowed. This is extremely dangerous, and it's not stopping anytime soon. We need to break up big media. They are clear and present danger. So let's get into the last article from the New York Post that ties into all this COVID nonsense. So here we go. So it's an article from the New York Post about Donald Trump Jr. So here we go. Donald Trump Jr. suspended by Twitter over he, him retweeting the hydroxychloroquine video of that doctor. So let's get into it. Donald Trump Jr. has been temporarily suspended from Twitter, his spokesman alleges. So here we go. This is a tweet. Twitter and Jack have suspended Donald Trump Jr. for posting a viral video of medical doctors talking about hydroxychloroquine. Big tech is the biggest threat to free expression in America today, and they are continuing to engage in open election interference. Full stop. The suspension was further proof that big tech is intent on killing free expression online and is another instance of them committing election interference to stifle the Republican voices. No kidding. They also took down that video of Trump did uh, that beautiful video he did of George Floyd saying we need to come together. 
they took it down for a copyright violation. No, they took it down because they didn't want American people to see that video. They want us to be divided. Check out that video. It's one of the best videos I've ever seen in my life. While there is indeed much disagreement in the medical community about the efficiency of hydroxychloroquine in treating COVID-19, there have been studies reported by mainstream media outlets like CNN suggesting that it may be in fact an effective treatment after all. Those pretending otherwise are lying for political reasons. Shocker. The first Sun spokesperson also shared a screenshot on Twitter from John Jr.'s account on social media platform with the message, we've temporarily limited some of your account features, which they did to me as well. Twitter has been accused of conservative censorship in the past. In May, the site added fact-checking footnotes of two of the president's tweets, and they're also doing this on Facebook as well. Tweets on mail-in voting in the form of hyperlinks with the text, get facts about this, right? They're fact-checking everything but themselves. Shocker. The decision from Twitter immediately outraged the commander-in-chief who claimed his free speech was being violated, because it was. Within one day, Trump signed an executive order aiming to curtail the legal liability protections of social media sites that he said have censored Republicans. A small handful of powerful social media monopolies, no kidding, Trump said at the time, had unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, alter virtually any form of communication between private citizens and large public audiences. The president went on to declare, we cannot let this continue to happen. It is very, very unfair. And it is extremely, extremely scary. This stuff needs to stop. The censorship in this country is out of control. And we're on the front lines now. We got to do our part to push this crap back. So thanks for hanging out for episode 21. Let me know what you thought of William Barr on the Hill today. Let me know what you think of the COVID, the whole COVID-19 thing. We'll be back tomorrow. We have a slew of topics that I have left over that I I wanted to cover, but I didn't want to mix it in with the COVID because then it gets... uh, We had so much COVID uh, information we didn't want it to get all over the place. So thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, Sorry, again, this came out late, but my mother was in the hospital. What can I do? Uh, Thanks for hanging out. We will see you shortly. Uh, Stay tuned, patrons.